All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with episode 16 of the Creators Unplugged podcast. Took a bit of a hiatus, a bit of a hiatus there. Uh, took a few weeks, if not months off, work, other projects, everything going on. But we're going to get back into the swing of things. Uh, today, we are joined none other than Torn, by none other than Torn Apathy, excuse me, and Carolina Disney Girl. But uh, more fondly, uh, my friends, uh, Thomas and Morgan, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to be here, Bob. First time caller, long time listener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but really wanted to bring you guys in. Uh, you're both content creators. Uh, you've done streams. You've done podcasts. Uh, but more specifically, a recent piece of um, content or recent show podcast you guys have launched uh, titled Love and Movies has just come out. So I just want to bring that, uh, bring you guys on, talk about that. Um, you know, I've listened to the first episode even though, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, listen to the first episode, even though I'm not a horror movie fan, uh, because it scares me, but just want to bring you guys on to talk about it, uh, you know, share what you've learned, dislikes, dislikes, and uh, we can kind of go from there. Well, I mean, that's one thing that's kind of cool with, so kind of like background on us, obviously, you know, Torn's been on here, Thomas has been on here before to talk about his streaming and stuff like that. So he's got his own vibe. Um, I've got my stuff like I have I'm a a part of another podcast. I have website like you name the gamut. I've, I'm, I'm doing it. Promote, promote, um, promote. So I am um, a partner and social media manager, editor, photographer, writer. You name it. I do it for the Disney Nerds podcast. Uh, this is actually our 10th year, which is crazy. Um, yeah. Um, We've got a meetup coming up in November at Walt Disney World. It's like I'm I'm in, entering insane mode right now, planning. Um, on top of that, I started up my own site called Dream Finding Through the Parks. Um, so I basically cover not just Disney, but Universal, SeaWorld, Busch Gardens, Dollywood. And me and Thomas are in North Carolina, so our local amusement park is Carowinds. Um, so I'm covering that. So like... The theme park, the Disney, the Star Wars, the Marvel, the Pixar, that's kind of my wheelhouse. Gaming is Thomas's wheelhouse. And over the years, like, we've been together five years. So we're a couple, obviously. Whoa. Well, people. Whoa. <laughs> okay, person. <laughs> you know. I mean, it is what it is. You're, you know, whatever. But, um... We've been together five years, and we actually tried before to do something creator-wise before when we started collecting Funko Pops, and it just never panned out. And Thomas came up with, uh, we watch movies all the time, so let's do a podcast. And that's kind of how this uh, this Frankenstein monster kind of has formed, because I like completely different types of movies than him. So it's all about us watching movies that we both like that one might like and kind of how it how we both like it it affects us and affects our relationship which is really cool affects affects the relationship too that's interesting yeah like in what in what way would it affect it well i mean if you think about it okay i'm like you i don't like scary movies i don't like horror movies i don't like them yeah if i've got to put a blanket over my head because i'm scared it's just not my vibe you know, right. give me a rom-com, obviously a Disney movie, a comedy, you know, any day of the week and I'm good. Whereas Thomas likes the horror movies. 
So obviously, if we weren't dating, there's no way that I would watch horror movies. But this is one thing that you do in a relationship. You kind of learn each other's things that they're into, their passions, their whatever you might want to call them. So he obviously watches movies that he might not be a fan on. I watch movies that I might not be a fan on. And, you know, we talk about on the podcast, like, the appreciation or how, like, we might kind of learn a little bit more about the other person by watching their favorite movie. So it's like not just movies, it's movies and how movies kind of help further a relationship, connect people better in a relationship. Did I explain that right, Thomas? Um, yeah, I mean, you left out, like, I, I'm not just a horror movie fan, you know, I like pretty much the whole gambit, but obviously there's a lot of movies that I enjoy that you find ridiculous and you don't want any a part of. Um, example, uh, Big Stan, which was a Rob Schneider movie back in 2008, and it's a stupid comedy, right? I mean, obviously. And we threw that on because I was bored. It's late at night, and I just wanted something stupid funny on and threw that on. And you stayed up for the most part watching it with me, even though you should have gone to sleep, um, you know, because you had work the next morning, I think. And, uh, you know, we watched that. And obviously, you know, that would not have been your your even close to top thousand movie pick, you know, because it's obviously a stupid, funny movie. But overall, you know, you you weren't like, oh, my God, why are you watching that movie? You should not be watching that movie. And it's like, you know, it sort of plays into that compromise thing because there's a lot of movies that you want to see, a.k.a. My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, which we saw in theaters, that I could have left off my plate. So it's sort of like a hand-in-hand. You know, you compromise, you make these things that grow you as a couple so that way you're not leaving anything off of the table because you know let's be honest my big fat greek wedding three was not necessarily your favorite wait there's a third one <laughs> yes are you serious it wasn't like yeah yeah it just came out what two weeks ago three oh, weeks that ago? can't be good right well i mean yeah, it came I mean... out yeah it came out sometime last month um so i'm actually half greek so it's not just oh i like these movies but like especially the first one like I there were there were parts of it I was like oh my god that's my family, you know like it was kind of like eerily funny like okay you're hitting too close to home but I get it so I mean that's why I was like oh yeah Big Fat Greek Wedding three I've got to see it because again it hits it hit it hits home since I'm half Greek so of course Does- Thomas being the good boyfriend came and saw it with me. Did that series warrant three movies? No, and a, it could have ended one show. and a TV show. Do you remember the sitcom? There and I don't. I think it only did one season. So like, yeah. Now, number one obviously is the best one. You know, like that and that like really hits home. Like I had my great grandmother when she was still alive, kind of do the same thing. Like the dad does to the daughter. You're getting old. You should get married. Yeah, like. Yeah. My great grandmother, and even my grandmother, when she got older, you know, was like, you know, getting old, you should get married, you know. 
So what, there are your so mom's many... doing the same thing though. She's like, when are you gonna, when are you guys gonna have a kid? And that's like, um, squeeze me. What are you? What words are coming out of your mouth? Yeah, that that's a whole other you know episode of of of, of this podcast. You know, yeah. but yeah, I mean, like number one, like pop popped up like a lot of things that my own family has said, and there was some of it in two, but three. There was not as much, but I was I was still glad I saw it. You know, I just wanted to, you know, finish the series. Is it still the same main character? Yeah. I forgot what yeah. the girl's name was. Yeah. Um, okay. Her real life name is like Nia Verdalis, and um, she wrote one, two, and three. Oh, and she wrote them? She, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's what kind of makes it cool is because one, she's Greek, so obviously she's writing from her life. And then the producers um, are Tom Hanks and um, his wife. Um, I always forget her last name. Deborah Wilson, uh, I think. No, it's Renee Wilson. No, it's Deborah. Stephen no, Renee. It's Renee. But, we, I literally looked this up like a week ago. Okay, I feel like I now have to Google. I'm but Googling either, it right now. <laughs> fact check it. Yeah. But either way, like, it's their production company that like produced the first one and tom hanks's wife is also if not all greek but at least half greek yeah she, i think it said she's partially greek i didn't get a chance uh rita wilson so we we're both wrong okay. that's what but i was closer because i had the r <laughs> i had the last name though yeah i, I, didn't get definitely right. Right I said it was steven yeah that was um, way off but the first movie i think arguably is like one of probably one of Best modern comedies in a really long time. I, yeah. I guess it's a romantic comedy, but it's rom com. I feel like it's like I wouldn't even call it. If I think rom coms, I don't think of that movie. I, I feel like it's a little bit. I feel I like it's know. a good family comedy because yeah, it's not just yeah. about. I wouldn't put rom com. I wouldn't even yeah. call it a rom com. Well, I think it. Yeah. I think it falls under that, but I don't think it's. In my opinion, I don't think it's like. Pure. I mean, it's got elements of everything, but I think that's what generally makes good movies, though. Like. I don't like movies that are like, oh, it's action movie or it's, you know, horror movie. Like, I like elements of everything within my movies. Like, my favorite movie of all time uh, is The Princess Bride. And I think it's the perfect movie because it has elements of every single genre in there. It's got elements of horror. It's got elements of action. It's got elements of comedy. It's got elements of drama. I mean, you know, obviously it's got elements of family and all of these different things. And that's what to me makes a great movie. So I feel like My Big Fat Greek Wedding is a good movie because it, it includes all of those different elements. It doesn't just sit in one box or one niche and say, okay, here you guys go sort of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, and one thing that's kind of cool, and I feel like we probably should have started our podcast sooner, when me and Thomas first started dating, one of the first things we did was, what's your favorite movie, and let's watch it. So, like, from um, pretty much, like, the get-go, movies have been involved in our relationship, so it's kind of crazy that it took five years for us to finally do a podcast on it. And it wasn't even like we we're just like I was like, oh, you know, we like movies. Let's watch, you know, do a podcast. It was more of a one day you're just sort of like, okay, you like horror movies. Um, you get to pick a horror movie that you think 
that I'll like to a degree or I can handle to a degree and we'll watch that. And my brain was like, oh, well, if we're going to do that, we should like do a podcast on, you know, horror movies that you haven't seen and we'll talk about it. And you're like, well, why does it have to be about horror? We can do about every movie that we see or, you know, and I was like, okay, that's even better. That, you know, gives us more options. So let's just do that. And you also like mentioned it to like before then, like we should do a movie podcast. And I think we just had too much on our plate at that exact moment. And, you know, the second time you mentioned it, it's like, okay, let's do it. I don't remember the first time, but if you say so, I'll believe you. I think you were getting ready for work that day. So you had 50 million other things on your head. Oh, probably anything work related. I tend to lose concentration on. So why start with horror movies? I feel like it's a good compromise, right? So like Morgan compromise, but yeah, well, so think of it this way. Like Morgan doesn't like horror movies. I like horror movies, but in all honesty, in the last five years, I have maybe watched, I don't know, 10 horror movies, like new ones since, you know, we've been together. We've watched a lot of like slasher films because she can handle like Scream. We watched all all of Scream, that whole series. Um, There was something else that we watched, I think, that was... And it's not slash like i don't like bloody gory i don't want to see blood spurting and i don't want to see the person's bone and decapitation like i don't want that stuff but like i've seen screams since the first one came out so i kind of was already okay with that um world so that's why i was okay with like okay new ones are out i'm okay watching those um so I just want to say that. So like, it's not like, oh, yeah. you can you can watch the blood and gore, but not the scary. And it's like, no, I can't watch the blood and gore. I yeah, I actually hate the blood and gore like genres so much. Uh, I saw Evil Dead Rise in theater. Yeah. Uh, I like didn't watch most, probably three fourths of it. Every time I knew something was about to happen, I just I look, I I can't. It just messes me up. I I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like that one. Um. Uh, like not any of the Saw movies. Um, I, I almost feel like the the original. Okay, if the horror movie is several decades old, I'm I'm down. Like those those late '90s, early 2000 slasher it's films. It's fake enough. It's so like, fake enough. It's like Scream. Yeah, exactly. Like Scream and uh, I know what you did last summer. Yeah, they're like so too. they're so campy. I'm like, all right, this is this is fine. This is so silly. So those ones didn't. Don't scare me anymore. Um, but the like the strangers really messed me up for a long time. Uh, anything that's too realistic in terms of oh, it's just like a person who comes into your house. That's very realistic. It happens all the time. That stuff yeah. really messes me up. But stuff like uh like alien like the like anything with monsters, I feel like I'm pretty okay with. Like the aliens, uh the predator I wouldn't even call predator. A horror movie it's more like a thriller almost um uh i'm trying it's like that one the anything with demons too like the conjuring the, the the first movie you guys did uh that scared me like anything you can't see but for example i saw i just saw the nun the first nun uh, and i thought that was really cheesy 
it wasn't super scared of that at all. Um, yeah, and that's the one we're actually talking about in our second episode. We're going to oh, talk, nice. like, none one and none two. Because, like, we're going to do the whole, like, Conjuring, like, Great universe. series. Great series, yeah. though. Like, I like the Conjuring story a lot. I think it's cool that they have so many, uh, uh, like, pathways that it's going off of into, into separate sets of movies. Uh, is yeah. it The Conjuring and Insidi- or Insidious? Insidious is, is that the same world? No, no, what they're two separate of? worlds. So The Conjuring is um, The Nun, Annabelle, and The Conjuring. Is and those. Was, there was another one, like The Legend of something. The right? Legend of? Like The Lorna? Oh, El Lorna, the crying woman. Yeah, that's also part of The Conjuring series. But it's actually not part of The Conjuring series. It's a separate. Is it the same actor? Who? The Insidious and The Conjuring? Same yeah, guy. yeah, it's um, oh, the same guy. But they're not related. Not related. That's two, very two confusing. <laughs> that's, okay, yeah, that's yeah. why I got lost. Okay. Yeah. So well, he's he... actually been in a lot of horror-esque movies, yeah, so that's yeah, yeah. like sort of, the, yeah. Well, I feel like our whole like thought process on The Conjuring, so like, obviously, like, now we're into October, but, you know, before we were September, you know, fall's coming, Halloween's coming, which, oddly enough, Halloween is like my favorite holiday. Um, give me Halloween over Christmas any day. Um, and so like Thomas kind of made like a side joke, like, you know, you like Halloween so much, but you won't watch scary movies. And then it was like, that's when it was like, okay, now pick one that you want to start me on and let's see how I do with these scary movies. And we actually will sometimes watch like the legit, like ghost hunter shows on like whatever streaming service. Mm. So I feel like that's kind of where Thomas's thought process was, was like, okay, well, we already watched like paranormal stuff that's like supposedly legit. Let's try the movies that are kind of based on this world in a way. Yeah. It, it, I, and Conjuring is a really good movie. Like it is, yeah. as yeah. far as horror movies go, it's super well made. The main actress, uh, I, actually, I wouldn't even know if she's the main actress. It's the... It's the woman who's also in the haunting. If you remember that movie, she's yeah. the she's the main um, feature in that. You're talking about the mom. The yeah. mom, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Not Lorraine, but the mom. I want to yeah. say yeah. her name is like Lily something. She's really know. good, um, and she's in the haunting. So, she, like, also a really cool movie. Um, yeah, like I've seen the haunting, and like when it came, and I liked that movie. So, I mean, that was yeah, obviously the- before I met Thomas. So. I don't think the haunting was scary though. I think no. it was like a dramedy, not a dramedy, like a, a drama thriller. You it's know, scary suspense. when I was like twelve. It's pretty overwhelming. Uh, like the little kids, you know, the spirits are like in the wooden uh, uh, carvings. And they're whispering of, her name. Yeah, yeah. Like that's 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 a lot when you're little, right? No, dude. I was oh, watching. Come on. I was watching like Friday the Thirteenth and you know all those crazy stuff when I was like five years old. So yeah, well that says a lot. Okay. Yeah, like yeah, split. I mean, but... side note: Thomas did not follow the normal, like quote unquote normal, you know, viewing life of a American <laughs> child. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I what what year did Interview with a Vampire come out with? Uh, 
Tom Cruise? Like 90 something. 97, 98. Uh, 94. Oh, 94. Yeah, I was 10. I was 10. I saw it. Good movie. It's a great movie. Fantastic movie. But I'm just saying, though, like a 10 year old should probably not be watching that movie. Uh, no. Like I'm, I'm older than Thomas, and I didn't watch it when it came out. I watched it like when I was a little older. Shoot, I saw Gladiators in theaters the 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 week that it came out, so good. and and that was like, I don't remember what year that came out in. Well, like I said, you do not have the traditional like parental control that most American children and teenagers had. Or should have. Or should have, yeah. Um, what do you think about, like, monster movies, though, in terms of scary factor? Like, what's the scariest monster movie? Or are they even that scary outside of jump scares? It, uh, realistically, I don't think they're that scary outside of jump scares, for uh, the most part. But I'm more of, like, a traditionalist. Like, I love the old, like black and white campy horror monster movies like those are my favorite like frankenstein the night of the living dead is great one uh but like frankenstein like i'm talking like warner brothers like 1930s 40s 50s i think those monster movies when those originally came out complete black and white the introduction of like uh werewolf um Zombie, mummy, not zombie, mummy. Frankenstein. Frankenstein, Dracula. Yeah. Um, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Those were my my jams. Those actually scare me a little bit more than the modern stuff because, like, those movies, even though they're campy and like the special effects aren't that great, the thought process and the intention and the suspense about it is what made it scary you know and you have to put yourself in the mind of a person in the 30s watching it yeah oh yeah it's yeah. like night of the living dead i watched it uh, and i was a little bit younger watching it and it was like if i mean you, you put yourself in that mindset at that time and this is this is pretty intense for People, you know, for for people who go to the movies and they don't have CGI as an option, really, or at all, yeah. I guess. Um, and you go, man. So like they they had a budget to make blood and uh, fake prosthetics, and like they made people gross, really gross. So it wasn't. Oh yeah. Because it once you see the CGI, you know, it's it's hard to. I feel like it's harder to immerse yourself, but everything is tangible, and it's uh. I don't know. That that to me is a lot scarier than the scariest monster movie. Uh, oh yeah. So um, we watched um, on Netflix. There's a, a couple seasons long of um, the movies that made us. Yes. And it's I actually yeah. And it's amazing because it goes through like all of your favorite classic movies, and they did a horror one. And they went through like all of the horror movies. They did like Alien. They did um, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. They did Nightmare on Elm Street, and I think they did like a couple other ones. I just can't remember off the top of my head. And like they actually, they did Alien of course. On there. Oh yeah, and I Halloween. Said Alien. 
Halloween. Yeah. That's it. I forgot Halloween. Um, and we watched it. Of course, I watched it because I was like, I need to know what they did. And of course, they talked to the props, you know, master. And the guy was saying, I remember for Friday the 13th, he was like, you know, we actually had to figure out how to design like this crazy stuff because like one, it never had been on film before, never been invented before. They had to like reinvent essentially the wheel because like it was all different. They actually said, and I know I said Friday the 13th, but the best example was um, Nightmare on Elm Street. There's a scene where a uh, guy gets killed, dragged through the bed, flies up into the air on the bed, spins around, and then all of a sudden blood just shoots out of the hole in the middle of the bed. And they were like, how do we get this to happen? How do we make this a tangible thing? And they were like, you know, they were like, we have to invert the room and we have to, you know, do all this stuff. <laughs> and they were saying, like, they couldn't leave the actor or actress in there for, like, more than, like, three minutes because they could get vertigo. They got we could get really sick. I mean, there was so much stuff involved. And I was like, wait, isn't that Johnny Depp? Uh, yeah, I think it was Johnny Depp. I just can't remember if that's the scene or not. It's crazy that Johnny Depp was. But go on, sorry. No, no worries. But I mean, just like that thought process, like you're not talking about like for the sake of just being bloody gory. It actually like makes the movie a lot better because I feel like right. movies today are just like, let's see how far we can make people go. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. So. Especially with Saw. Like that. the Saw movies are. Saw ten, baby. Saw ten. Yeah, I probably won't watch it. Yeah, I, I don't think that um, Thomas will ever get me to watch those. Like, no. I don't think you can convince me to watch those. No, there. It's. I mean, it's it's horrible because of how horrible it is. And it, yeah. It's just so gross. It's just. I mean, but it it's super popular. Obviously, it's like one of those movies. It's like Fast and the Furious when it comes out. You're just like, yeah, I'll go see it. You know, like, oh, I've, I've seen the first nine. I got to go see you know, the 18th one yeah. now or whatever it's at. But, uh, yeah, that, that one, like, I guess my favorite horror, horror movies, uh, I think, again, it's like the ones that seem really real. Um, the Stran- Have you guys seen The Strangers? I don't. I haven't. Okay. I haven't seen it. I definitely haven't. <laughs> I'm not saying uh, watch it for the show or use it for the show necessarily, but as far as like a scary horror movie, that one really, really got me. Uh, I don't know if you know the plot or anything, but basically these two people go to a lake house and their family torments them. Um, it's just too real. There's nothing supernatural about it. There's nothing. There's no monsters. It's just people in masks. And it's like, this is too, this is too real. Um, and it was really, really scary. It's got uh, Liv Tyler in it, and uh, Dennis from uh, It's Always Sunny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that one screwed me up. Yeah, like if it could plausibly happen to you, yeah, I feel like those would be scarier than anything else. Yeah, that so- one, the first Halloween. Um, again, I know he's got. There's some like supernatural vibes to it, just in terms of him being 
invincible and stuff, but uh, like the very first one, just someone in a mask creeping behind bushes, like that's possible. Right. So what happens? <laughs> we we so we did actually see the the newest three that just came out. So Halloween, Halloween Kills, and then Halloween something. I think the last one was Halloween Kills. Yeah, I can't remember. So we did see those. How were they? I mean, I liked them. I thought they were really good. I think. I mean, like again, this is one of those like. I've seen the first Halloween and I think a couple of the other ones from like 80s. So like I've seen those and I know Mike Myers. I never saw the like remake. Like I had like Thomas had to explain the whole like how the canon like messed up or, you know, how they have these like. Was it like an alternate? Yeah, essentially it's three different timelines because. With Halloween, you have the original, um, uh, is it Wes Craven? Not Wes Craven. Who know. did it? Um, Jane, really? No. Oh, I'll, have to, I'll have to look it up. I can't, I don't know why I don't know this. I'm Normally I would right know now. this. Um, uh, John Carpenter. That's it, John Carpenter. I, yeah, I couldn't. So essentially, the original John Carpenter. There's the original John Carpenter. There's the Rob Zombie versions, and then there's the latest three. So in the John Carpenter versions, um, it's loosely implied that um, that uh, really that Mike Myers is Jamie Lee Curtis's brother. That's it, Jamie Lee. Yeah, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis's brother. And then as you get into like H2O, which is the new the 1990-2000s version, then it's like oh yeah, he is her brother. And then um they go on slowly to that aspect, right? Then there's the uh Rob Zombie versions which apply it but they don't necessarily actively apply it but he only made two movies so it was sort of like a wash because we didn't actually get to see how far along it was going to go in that aspect then the last three um it actually completely uh tied back in to the Jamie Lee Curtis uh world because she actually comes back um, protecting her family in the last three. And um, it's sort of, it, it's never ever said, nor is it implied that he's her brother. It's more implied that he's just a crazy stalker who let one victim go and he wants to make sure that she dies sort of thing. So Yeah, but I mean, it's like too many. Yeah. Exactly. It's like too many. Too many. It's kind of yeah. It's like uh, Jason. It's just too many. It's just too many. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was in the um original Halloween, like there was Halloween, Halloween one, Halloween two, Halloween three, four, five, H two O, Halloween Resurrection, and then they rebooted it with um. Rob Zombie, and then they were like, "Oh well, that one actually never happened. We'll just restart it, and we'll call, we'll make another one called, just called Halloween, um, which isn't like 
an origin story. It's just a, uh, a you know, an updated telling. And, uh, you know, he comes back, Michael Myers comes back, and, you know, he's still trying to kill Jamie Lee Curtis and her family sort of thing. So. Well, I mean, I thought they were good. Like, overall, like, compared to the um, Rob Zombie versions, I thought they were a little bit better because the Rob Zombie versions were more like he's a mechanical killer, has no feelings. He's this giant evil dude who just kills just to kills just because that's his nature sort of thing. Um, and because, you know, his environment was extremely completely chaotic and screwed up um, where with the John Carpenter versions, it wasn't necessarily like that. You know, he actually had a loving family. Obviously, it was like the 70s, so it was still like a little crazy because obviously it was the 70s. But, you know, I still have a loving family. It wasn't too, too crazy. Um, but the kid was obviously... Something was mentally just wrong with the, the kid. And then, Something of course, snapped. he... Yeah. So then he becomes, you know, Michael Myers. And, well, he becomes the shape. That's that's his the real name. The shape? Yep, that's his name. The really? shape. Yep, yep. If you actually look at the um, uh, end credits, uh, it actually says um, the shape, and then the credit. Yeah, like whoever the actor is. Yeah. In that so, series, like, movies that made us, they uh, they're saying the uh, the mask was an old Captain Kirk mask. Yep. Star Trek Captain, stretched Captain out. Kirk mask, Captain Kirk's mask in uh flipped inside out, painted white. Yeah. That's so cool. But, I think I think a common misconception in movies is that all of the uh, props and everything are super custom and you know. Well, like my my favorite thing about that is like like Star Wars. There is a I forget what the device is used for, but I think like you're in the cantina or something like that and it turns out that this device that you see is just a ice cream maker that they like added some stuff on to make it look more like spacey. And it's like that's like the coolest thing and I mean obviously like me and my friends with my Disney podcast talk about that because it's like that's just cool. Like somebody looked at the ice cream maker and was like, you know what? I'm gonna put some stuff on it, and then it's gonna be this spacey thing that we're putting in the movie. Well, from my understanding, that actually that person who grabbed it and what ran out with it was just trying to like look like they were in a hurry with something important, but they were never actually supposed to have anything in his hands. It just happened to be that he just grabbed that ice cream maker and just ran out with it. What? Just okay. randomly? That just yeah, makes so, it cooler. Yeah, so the story goes that the the gentleman who runs out when they find out that Vader is coming to um, Cloud Nine. Um, is it Cloud Nine? Essentially the clouds, Cloud City. Cloud City. Cloud City. Cloud City. Um, he's coming to Cloud City and uh, Lando Calrissian's like, we gotta go. Everyone, we gotta go. We gotta get out because Vader's coming. I don't want anyone here who doesn't need to be here. Like I'll be here because obviously, but everyone else get gone, right? 
So that guy, he literally just sees an ice cream um, maker on their craft table, which is where they get food, right? He grabs it, and it's all white already. And he's like, all right, I'm just going to run down the hallway with this and act like it's important. And, you know, that'll be my my claim to fame. Like, I was in Star Wars. I ran through the scene with an ice cream maker. And, uh, you know, no one will know otherwise sort of thing. And so he did it. Obviously, it was on camera. But... The thing is that obviously it became such a huge to deal because it, you know, everyone found out that this guy wasn't supposed to be, you know, he wasn't supposed to have anything in his hands really. He was just supposed to run down the hallway, ends up running down this hallway with this important device, and everyone's trying to figure out what the device is. And they're like, what is that? What is it supposed to be? Why is he running off with it? Because obviously Star Wars fans are huge into lore. So they actually had to give this guy a backstory, and the back <laughs> the backstory is is that he's a um like an engineer of some sort, and what he's carrying off is actually a um a drive, an engine drive for something that's extremely important that they don't want Vader to get a hold of too, because you know it just could change whatever, and so that's essentially what what happened. I'll have to look it up and get the real, real story, but that's how I remember it. It's actually yeah. really funny. Yeah. yeah. The lore, like the lore nerds, are so they're just like, hey, you gotta, you gotta come up with something, and like, yeah, it makes the, it forces the creators to do. Yep. Have well, there's guys... a. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say there's a saying that once once something comes out in the world, like anything creative, it is no longer yours. It is the the you know the publics at that point and no matter what you do you can't you can't change it you can't do whatever you want with it it is officially the publics because they're gonna you know whether you say it's this they're gonna be like no it's that man like you can obviously see it's that and you just gotta accept it have you have you guys watched much of the new star wars content just any of the shows We've watched. Um, we've watched some of it. Um, we haven't watched as much as we should. Um, I feel like, especially me, since that's kind of part of what I do with the other podcasts. Um, but yeah, it's like there's just so much content and so little time, kind of thing, to like watch on TV. It's it's just crazy. But like, I actually do read some of the Star Wars books, so it's kind of cool because like that just adds to the element and like deepens the story of like these characters that people like know and love like with um ahsoka like the show you know that show's out right now just watch the first one just watch first episode you watch first episode well i've read books about ahsoka like after um you know after the order was put down after you know anakin has now become darth vader and ahsoka's on the the is hiding so like I know, like, these parts of Ahsoka's life that if you don't read the book, you don't really know about. Um, and I think that's really cool. And I just finished reading, like, another series that had 
um, Hera when, and she's like a general at that point. And of course she's actually in the Ahsoka series. I don't know if she pops up in the first episode or when she pops up, but it's just kind of cool. Like Star Wars is one of those fandoms that has multiple levels. Like you can't just watch the movies. You can't just read the books. You can't just watch the comic books or play the video games. If you're really into Star Wars, you actually kind of have to like do all of it. You have right. to watch the shows, the movies, read the books, read the comics, play the games, or else you're going to miss something. Right. Okay, sorry to backtrack, but I had to Google it because <laughs> I am that person, right? So the ice cream maker was a Hamilton Beach ice cream maker. It was undecorated. It was completely plain. <laughs> Uh, the character, his name is Wilroy Hood, and what he's carrying is called a Camtano. A Camtano is a security, uh, like a secu- uh, think of it like a portable safe. Essentially, it's a security safe. Like that's what it is. It's they, that's what they call it. Um, so because of because of that incident. They literally created this this character, and it's not like just a one off thing. They've created books on him. That's They've so, created dude, that's like, so funny. yeah. Well, so, here's one thing that's kind of cool is, um, I'm sure everybody's heard of like the Star Wars Hotel that they did at Walt Disney World, which actually closed fine like didn't it do closed really last early? week. Yeah. Was it too well, expensive? it's like there's so many things. Like it's not like a one answer kind of thing um but in the bar at um the um star wars hotel you know star wars star cruiser um you can order this drink and i want to say the drink's like a hundred bucks like it's like stupid expensive and the waiter brings it in that device so that you know ice cream maker turned you know security thing and like takes it off and of course you know clad of smoke like all like show and drama and here's this like drink which i think is big enough like if you had a table of four there's like it's enough for everybody to have something so it's not like a hundred dollars for one shot or something like that but yeah it's like this whole show and that was like a really cool thing that like a lot of my friends got to do a media preview when the star cruiser first opened and they got to see it in person, and they're like, okay, yeah, this is really cool. I wouldn't spend $100, but this is really cool. So, like, that just shows you, like, how this random thing that this guy did, that Star Wars then had to, like, put a story to, is, like, still playing out today. Well, up until last week, since the Star Cruiser's now closed. But, you know, you get my point. But the fans, right? Like, the fans will always carry it along. Uh, Yeah. Whether that's whether that thing is physically there or not, I mean, it's it's the lore of it. Like, it'll get carried on. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, if you're a Star Wars fan, like, going to Star Wars Land, Galaxy's Edge, um, is, like, Mecca, I feel like. Once you, like, step foot and you see the Millennium Falcon in person and you see, you know, you hear TIE Fighters and X-Wings, like, flying around you, like that that's mecca just like every if you think about it like theme parks are based on most of the good stuff is based on movies right so that just kind of shows you that 
movies kind of shape our lives, not just like, you know, me and Thomas, and that's why we're doing the podcast because we love movies and it affects us. But movies shape our lives in ways like sometimes you don't even think about. I mean, should it could even, you know, shape your actions and things of that nature, you know? If you think about it, like, you know, how often have you been driving behind a 18 wheeler that is carrying piles of wood and you're like, oh, hell no. Final destination. <laughs> yep. Yes, sir. You either slow down or speed up. You're yeah, like, I no, am You not. speed up and go around 20 miles yeah. ahead. <laughs> yeah, I do that. And then I had a friend of mine who was watching. It was a, it's a Sylvester Stallone movie. And I watched this one scene in the beginning. And then I stopped watching. Like, I walked out of the room. Um, somebody, like, rang the, some guy's doorbell. It wasn't Sylvester Stallone. Um, but rang the guy's doorbell goes up to the door, he looks through the peephole, and he gets shot in the eye, and I'm like, I'm not looking through a peephole ever again in my life. Wait, what is this? Which movie is this? I don't, and I don't know the movie. I just, that's, I saw that scene, I'm like, I'm done. Um, um, is it yeah. Copland? I think that I sounds like Copland. Or, um, uh, was it Payback? Not Payback. Maybe it is Payback. <laughs> or Ransom. It was one of those movies. Yeah, like I said, I I don't know the movie. I just know that scene. And even to this day, I'm like, yeah, I'm not looking at a peephole. I will look through the window. No, it might have been Get Carter. I think it might have been Get Carter. I watched Jaws and Jaws 2 last night. Great films. Just a continued reminder of why I don't like open water. I was like, you want to go to the beach now? I don't like open water. I, I can't do it. First of all, I didn't even know that Jaws had so many sequels. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of sequels. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, I had no idea. I had no idea. I thought, I was like, oh, yeah, there's Jaws. I've probably heard of a Jaws 2, but there was 3, 4, and then Jaws Revenge or something, and there was like a Jaws 3D. Uh, Really good movies. Sequel really held up, actually. Uh, A little slow in the beginning, but... I thought it was just as terrifying toward the end. Once you put kids in there, it gets real, real intense. I can't watch horror movies that like have the little kids as like the creepy, creepy. I just, I can't because do it's it. Scary? Oh God. Yeah. It's okay, just so something Insidious, about it. So insidious is like a really scary movie. The kid isn't the creepy, creepy. I know, but it's. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I saw it. I saw it a long time ago and I don't remember being creeped out by it. Um, but again, it, it's been such a long time since I've seen it. I would have to rewatch it to see. But um, which we just watched something, or I just watched something where the kid was the creepy, creepy, and I couldn't do it. No, I watched it all the way through, but it was still like, like creepy, creepy. Yeah, you must have watched that without me because nothing yeah, is ringing a bell. Yeah. I just can't remember it off the top of my head, to be honest. And, uh. But I mean, like, that's how, like, you know, we kind of have that discussion of, like, okay, what do we want to watch? And I feel like it's a discussion that everybody has when you watch a movie, whether or not you're in a couple or if it's a couple of friends hanging out or family hanging out. Like, what do we watch? You know, like, some so everybody's into something different in some way, shape, or perform. So it's like, how do you figure out what to watch? And 
making that compromise. And once that movie's over, the people that weren't really into it, did they like it? The people that were into it, did they see something different? Like, it's kind of cool that we do that. Did it live up to the hype? Yeah. What's the movie that had the most hype that you're most excited for? Gave you the big letdown. Oh God! Like, yeah, honestly, I see this movie. I can't wait, and it was terrible. Honestly, I don't. It had to be a newer movie. And why was it my big fat Greek wedding three? No, we weren't really <laughs> hyped about that. <laughs> the first one that pops into my head is um um the like Oz remake that they did a couple years ago with uh James Franco Michelle Williams it wasn't a remake Wizard, it was of, a... Wizard of Oz like, yeah it, but it, it wasn't was just called, called the Oz. Wizard of Oz it was called Oz or something it was something the great, Oz. Oz the Great and Powerful yeah like I was like all excited like from the moment they announced this movie, I was all for it because it just it looked really cool. Um, you know, I think I like Michelle Williams. You know, I had like a little crush on James Franco before like he got really creepy. Um and went to you see mean known it. And I'm creepy, like, right? Huh? You mean known creepy, right? Yeah. Got a little creepy. Confirmed. Yeah. Before, yeah, everybody figured out how creepy he was. Um, but once I saw it, I was like, what the hell? Like, they spent way too much money on this movie, and it wasn't that good. Like, that's the only one that comes top, like, right off the top of my head. I, I, there was a movie that came out within the last five years, and I can't remember what it is. And I think it that's how much it, like, disappointed me, because I can't even remember what it was that I'm just like, nope, I'm going to forget about you, and I have done so, and I've done a great job. That's how bad it was. That's how bad it was. I can't remember, though, like, the f- what it was. The first movie that comes to mind, and keep in mind the reason why I like the first one. The first, okay, so the, the first one, Pacific Rim. Did you guys see Pacific Rim? I did. I saw the first okay. one, the original. So cheesy, so cool. Really good actors were in it. Sci-fi. It was Power Rangers without the Power Rangers. Giant robots fighting giant monsters. It was great. I was entertained. Then they announced the second one. Comes out. It's all kids. It's all kids running the show. All the kids are now running the robots. Um, and we, like, I've never walked out of a movie theater but about halfway through, the, the, the group of friends that I was with, we were kind of like, should we, just, should we just go? Like, does anyone want to finish watching this? I've never, I've never hit that with the movie Pacific Rim. I don't even know why. The CGI was like way, it was like too much, right? Like when you're watching Transformers, the later Transformers movies. Yeah. You fall asleep and robots are fighting. You wake up and robots are fighting and like an even bigger city is destroyed. It, yeah. it kind of like loses its like the awe of it because everything is just giant explosions that's how i felt with that one but all kid like all kids um that one really stunk stuck it up for me there's i wish i i could think of it but i can't remember it's driving you crazy isn't it yes it is because yeah, <laughs> i swear there was something that just came out recently like within the last year or so 
where I was like super, super excited for it. We went to go see it in theaters and like we watched it all the the way through and I was just like, I swear to God they could burn this film down and it wouldn't, they'd still wouldn't do it justice, you know, sort of thing. I know one that we had like a conversation maybe not that extreme about, but like the live action Lion King. We walked out of that theater and we're like, terrible. No, like everybody like loved it and had all the hype. But yeah, me and Thomas walked out and I remember like being in the car driving home. Like I want to go home and watch the animated one right away. Like, no, like, which is crazy though, because like, yeah, but th- was crazy though because they just came off of the success of the live action um, Beauty and the Beast, and that was actually fantastic, which I thought was extremely weird. I mean, that by far is like the best live action remake that Disney has done to date, um, in my opinion. But like anyone, I think it's the Lion King. Lion King. Like so. Oh. So here's and like me and Thomas. Like I remember us talking about this. Any of the Disney live action remakes where there's animals that talk, their CGI, like the animals don't show any like emotion in their face. So like their shocked face looks just as much just like their happy face and their sad face. Right. So it's like you're not getting that emotional draw that you got in the animated version. We can't. Like, no, I mean you could try, I guess. Maybe they thought they were, but you really can't. So, like, yeah, any of the ones where the animals are in there, so Lion King. I even don't really like the Jungle Book remake that they did. Like, any of the ones where like the animals are kind of like the main characters was kind of like, yeah, you could have left that one alone. And, like, not every animated anything needs a live-action remake. Most things don't need a live-action No. <laughs> Let's be honest. One Most piece. Most do not. Need. So, Thomas had me watch. Now, Thomas is more into anime than I am. Like, I have gotten a little bit into anime since dating him. Um, but everybody, you know, has been freaking out about Netflix's One Piece. So <laughs> yesterday he had a, like he t- put on the first episode. The entire time I'm like, yeah, I can't do this. Like, no. But, yeah. We watched it. All, I watched it all the way through, and even at the end, I couldn't do it. Like, I just. But I, I wasn't a big One Piece fan anyway, though. So like to me, it was sort of like, meh. Don't get me started like, on I, the live action anime remakes. I, 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 I'm. I feel like, and like I said, I'm not the biggest anime person like that's not my wheelhouse but in my opinion like Japanese anime is so over the top with their mannerisms and how they talk and just their actions period no matter no does not matter how much CGI you put in something seeing a real life person do what the animated version was doing just doesn't doesn't work it's weird it's animated for a reason you can do it over the top dramatic the live action oh. uh, Cowboy Bebop might have been one of the worst pieces of media I've ever consumed. I made it through so, about forty, you know, whatever. if they were hour long episodes or not. But I, I made, I didn't even make it through the first episode, and I was like, no, this, this ain't it. 
this is not so you're glad they canceled it after season one where everyone else was up in arms i mean like yeah no why 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 are you taking something that's so like i don't know it's just so it's so arrogant to take something so loved and be like no we can make yeah. The the issue though is that most people don't realize like anime characters are cats. Like you can't make a live action cat thing, you know, and expect it to be anime. All right. You know? All right. Are you talking so, about all I'm... the art is, are all the art is cats? It's just like different cat designs. So cute. Yeah, essentially. Seen, You've I've never seen, I've seen that. I've seen I was that. about to say, you haven't seen that? But I mean, it makes sense, though, if you think about it, like here, you're taking this conceptual drawing of humanized cats, like the cuteness of cats and everything. And you're you're making it into a, a human human concept. And of course, it's going to be over the top because it's just it's anime. I mean, it's sort of like the unwritten rule, you know. And then you convert that into live action. So you're expecting these characters to be able to, one, portray the cuteness of cats, which is obviously impossible to do, and then be as animated and over the top as anime and still have that same conceptualization to it. And it's sort of like it loses all identity because you're like, you can't form the cute factor. You can't form the over the top factor. It just looks extremely cartoonish in a non cartoon way. And it just, it's, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I can, I can barely, like, I can barely watch some of Thomas's anime where I'm just like, what are they doing? Like, it's just, like I said, not my wheelhouse. So, yeah, when you have a real person doing that, I'm like, uh-uh. I can't. Like, no. Um. So, I know you guys started with The Conjuring. Are you guys going to stick to horror for the podcast for, like, a decent amount of time? Or um, are you going to, like, stick with one series and, like, try to do all the movies for it so everything in The Conjuring universe and just you know, bang out all those episodes? Or are you going to switch to like different chunks of genres or maybe you pick a different series in a different genre. So, you know, like the, let's just, you know, you say think, like, like we're going to do mission impossible. We're going to do all the mission impossibles or whatever, whatever the movie is. Oh, I don't we, think I could. We talked about it. Cause you know, my thought was like, Oh, well, you know, if there's a new release, we should talk about it. But Thomas made a good point. When we were talking about it that like, what we're going to do is try to like stay within a series. So like, we already decided just without the podcast that we were going to kind of watch all of the conjuring movies, like in that universe. So like for the podcast, that's what we're going to talk about until that's over. And then we're going to go to something like it. The podcast is not going to be horror every single episode because then I couldn't do it. Like that's, we've got to watch, we've got to talk about other movies too. Right. Um, because, you know, there's only so many times I can be like, yeah, and then I put a blanket over my head. Right, right, right. You know? But, yeah, I mean, I think the game plan is to kind of stick with that whatever series, if it is a series that we pick. If it takes more than one episode to talk about it, we talk about it. Once that series is over, we're going to go to something else. Um, and might be a different genre, might not be. It might 
Yeah. It's basically just kind of like whatever we're into and we're watching at that time. Well, so you didn't clarify my point that I made. So I, we were talking and she she was like, oh, you know, well, we just watched. I don't remember what we just watched. She's like, we could talk about that. Um, and I was like, no, I'd rather just finish what we started because like how many times have you been either like listening to something or watching something and they're like in the midst of this like crazy thing and then the episode stops or the podcast stops and then the next one, it's like something completely different and you're just like, wait, what just happened to the prior substance, you know? And or I you was like, I mention if they're trying to like follow along. Yeah. And so like that break in like the story, the plot, the whatever there is they're talking about, it just sort of it, it, it drives me insane. Like I just can't do it. Like if you're talking about firefighters and at the end of the the whatever the podcast, you're still talking about firefighters and how this one firefighter went into a building and then the next podcast you're talking about how there's a surfer I'm what I want to know what happened to the firefighter. I, right, I, right, right. Why are we stopping with the firefighter? Right, right, right. Well, so. it's, it's nice because I, I feel like for this for this pod, you guys, there's unlimited content. Um, yeah, you're not gonna be able to watch all the movies, and movies are coming out all the time. So it's uh, it's cool. And then you guys get like basically unlimited choice. Uh, as far as like what you're interested in or not interested in, are you gonna try to watch movies that you wouldn't normally watch? Like, pull some random stuff out, or like, are you gonna dive into foreign films? Um, you know, is there a plan there, or just kind of in the short term? So, I don't think we have a plan as far as that. I mean, I'm already watching stuff that I wouldn't normally watch because, like I said, if I wasn't with Thomas, I probably would never watch any of the Conjuring movies. Yeah. So, and I feel like. Eventually, it's going to be flip-flopped where we're going to be watching movies, not just My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, but we're going to be watching movies that Thomas does not want to watch and would never watch if he wasn't dating me. So, Yeah, but I feel like I'm a little bit more open than you are because like, I tend to watch whatever. It's not like I might enjoy watching it, but if it's on and it's like, you know, takes me out of my headspace for like an hour and a half, I'll be like, all right, whatever, I don't care sort of thing. But obviously, there are some movies where it's going to be like, you want to watch that? Can I have my foot broken instead? Sort of thing, <laughs> you know? Which they do in Saw. So. Yeah. Yes. That, that might be a and whole that's other... the full circle. And that's the full circle. Yeah. And then that could be like a whole series. Like, this week on on Love and Movies, these are the Tom movies that Thomas rather break his foot instead of watching. Right. right. That'll just be the segment. Like, yeah. the body party yeah. break versus watching. So, to backtrack just a little bit, uh, the movie I forced myself to watch, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, yeah. The animated one, right? Yes, sir. Not good? I absolutely, I could not stand it. Like, I hated it. They changed the whole entire backstory, origin story of the Turtles. Um they tried to make them from i mean they're from new york essentially and they're all like oh yeah you know we're the only turtles that have a new york accent and i was like you didn't even have a new york accent like you were making fun of new york with your you know how you're talking in one part of the movie which was quite amusing but you could also tell like 
it wasn't like part of the movie like it they even said that it was just them riffing and they kept it in the movie and i was sort of like i can sort of feel that and it was sort of humorous but outside of that like they changed a lot of the characters like their origin stories they changed um how some of the characters would react uh the art style if you want to call it that i i mean I understand it was supposed to be bringing in a new audience, but I I I hated the art style. Like it just really yeah. I mean that it looked like they had a five year old draw it and was like, okay, that's art, that's cool. And I was like, oh, I just I couldn't stand it. Like, <laughs> well, like what's so funny is like I mean. If you, if you didn't know, which you'd have to be crazy not to know, Thomas is, you know, obviously a huge Ninja, Ninja Turtle, Turtle fan. You know, he's got a, sl- a sleeve on, you know, he's working on a tattoo that's like Ninja Turtles, like the, what, 80s, 90s cartoon version. Mm-hmm. And Late like, 80s, early 90s. Yeah, like, the whole time this movie's about to come out, like, Thomas is like, well, for Thomas, is excited about it, I feel like. Maybe not like, oh my god, this is going to be the best movie ever. But he was kind of looking forward to it. And I feel like he went and got went to see it by himself because I was actually working that day. And I feel like when he came home, a part of his soul died after watching the, yeah. that movie. That's a bummer. It's just, that, but the, okay, so this is one of those movies, all the hype. And well, so I, but here's the thing, though. I wasn't hyped about it because when I first I was one, I was you were look, I think you were looking forward to it a little bit. Yeah, like I like when I heard that they were coming out with a new Teenage Ninja Turtle movies, I was like, God, yes. And then they were like, it's going to be animated. And I was like, yes. And then I started doing research and I was like, fuck. Because then I saw who was writing it, who was directing it. Um, the, I saw the animation trailer, the trailer for it. And I was just like, oh, fuck no. This is going to be the biggest piece of shit ever. And I was like, I'll watch it because I'm a Turtles fan, but I know I'm going to go in. Like, there's nothing that's going to be like, oh my God, this movie is the, has made me change my mind and I think it's awesome. So there was, no, there was no saving grace for you. Yeah, no. They changed Rocksteady and Bebop to be Brosifs. They're not, they're not Brosifs, bro. They're not Brosifs. <laughs> I, uh, I never saw it. I, I actually didn't haven't seen any of the modern Ninja Turtle movies, um, but they all looked pretty different. Was it Michael Bay that did the new ones? Yeah, he did the um, the live actions where they were more CGI buff Jack Turtle mutant creature thingies. Um, he did those. Uh, I don't. It was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Into the Shadows. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Into the Shadows. I don't know if the other one had like a sub title thing or whatever they call it um never saw them i always want to see them though like i don't mind they were Michael decent. Bay movies for, for what they are like it's, yeah. it's i can turn my brain off and just find explosions um, yeah but they were decent for what they were i mean it wasn't like i don't consider them true turtle movies because like they they had the essence behind it but at the same instance it was more like Michael Bay is making more explosions sort of thing, which was fine. I mean, that's fine. 
And I don't know if actually Michael Bay directed it because it had Megan Fox in it. And I know at one point Michael Bay was like, I will never direct anything that Michael uh, Megan Fox will be in. So I don't know <laughs> if that's accurate or not. Um, don't remember. I remember they, yeah, they had a falling out. I just don't remember. I'm yeah, just yeah, that's for what... the Michael Bay Jaws remake. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Um, we're right to right at about the the hour hour and ten minute mark or so. Um, but I just wanted to again love in movies that you guys have already released. It's a podcast. Where can they find it? Do a little self promotion. Uh, you know while we can. Um, love in movies they can find basically anywhere you do podcast, um, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon. Um, the only one that I haven't been able to get it on is iTunes. Such um, a pain, dude. Such a pain to get on. Yeah, it is. It is not uh, user friendly at all. And yeah. if there's like you have to like sync stuff between your phone and your computer, but Apple doesn't like Windows, so. It doesn't and if you, cooperate. And if you don't have an Apple product, you it, it won't work anymore. Like, I don't have an iPhone. I have an Android. So that's the only place that you probably cannot find us is iTunes. So um, but yeah, like, just loving movies. We also do have an Instagram um, as well as a Facebook page. Um, and then if you want to email us, we even have an email Ooh. love and movies pod at gmail yeah some, um some viewer write-ins to pick the movies for you yeah, yeah I mean, so that's what we wanted to do like have a viewer base and we are thinking about um doing because one of the pod our podcast form actually allows people to live listen while we record um so in that aspect we could also have people give suggestions on what the next movies are going to be or even ask questions while we're doing the podcast live sort of thing oh that'll be cool yeah, I mean, obviously, like, it's a, it's new for us, so, like, we're open to expansion. Um, we're not, like, oh, yeah, next week we're going to go live. Like, we're open to it. We just haven't decided when we're going to do it yet. And then any other independent, uh, you know, channels or anything you want to put out there? Um, I mean, I've got mine, so, like, the Disney Nerds podcast, which you can find that on all social medias um tiktok twitter facebook instagram youtube you name it um that's the one that i'm a part of a team on and then my own individual thing which is dream finding through the parks um which again you can find on any of the social medias and it's either gonna be dream finding parks or dream finding through the parks because uh, some social medias let me do one and some let me do the other right. um so, I mean, those are my two main things. And I also have my own crafting stuff, um, which is Tinker Phoenix. And it's Phoenix spelled P-H-E-N-I-X. Because, you know, I had to make it complicated. Well, me and Thomas had to make it complicated. He actually helped with the name because it was a different company at one point, And then I took it over and made it a crafting thing. Stole it. She stole it. <laughs> I didn't steal it. We just... It sounds like you stole it. it. It, it it morphed into something else. Mm. So, but that's that's my uh my my side hustles, I guess I could say. Yeah, that's fair. And I, I'll eventually start streaming. So, but it'll be under Dream Finding Through the Parks. Go on. 
Um, I don't have any. I mean, I do have some, but I haven't been active, so I don't want to like waste anybody's time currently. Um, but once I get back into it, because I've got a couple things back under the pipes, once I get back into it, I will uh, find the podcast on the YouTubes and drop my stuff there. Good deal. Um, awesome. Well, I uh, I appreciate it. I'll be on the lookout for the next episode. I love movies, so uh, I, I follow a ton of movie podcasts already. So uh, I'm looking forward to this. I appreciate y'all's time. Um, this has been Ghost Stories Gaming, aka Not Ghost Stories, aka Peter and uh, Creators Unplugged, episode 16, and this will be available wherever you listen to podcasts. Appreciate y'all's time. Catch you on the next one. Thanks.